0: Welcome to Worst Take This Sports Show. I am your host, Triune. Fellas, introduce yourself.
1: What up, man? This is your boy, Dope Boy. Don't worry
2: about old boy. I don't know. I want to try it out. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey it works, nigga. <laughs> yeah, my name is EQ. Together, we form like Voltron and make the Worst Take podcast. Let's get it.
0: So, Worst Take, worst take The Show. Um, This is a show where we kind of go over different sports topics that are hot on your news ticket right now but we are not restricted by red tape networks or any sort of outside influences. We say what the fuck we want, <laughs> we want to yeah. say, how we want to say. <laughs> and that's what makes us a little different. So let me get into this docket, fellas. So the first thing we are gonna be talking about is a trade that the Rams, <sighs> the Detroit Lions made. Matthew Stafford was traded for Jared Goff, plus a gang of motherfucking picks. And I want to know how y'all feel about it. Doughboy, let's oh. talk
1: they like I they, people just do dumb shit and I don't understand it. Like
0: what? Dumb what, shit.
1: Who? The, Ra- the Rams gave up too much, and the Rams ain't thinking about the fucking future. And this is what I'm pissed off about. I'm a Rams fan because I wanted I picked L. A. Like we talked about in previous episodes. So I'm a Rams fan. Why would you give up some like the the Rams ain't picking in the first round for like ever at this point. They already gave up some first round picks for what was the uh Jalen Ramsey. Like, you know what I'm saying? They have no picks. And for Matt Stafford, that nigga does not win. He's a Pat Statter. He is, does not win. Wasn't he a part of the 0-16 Lions? Like, he has one fucking playoff appearance. No, like, he's he's not a winner. So I just don't understand why you gave up so much for a number one draft pick. Jerry Goff is number one overall. So why would you give up all of this shit for Matt Goddamn Stafford, that's just dumb as hell. I
2: don't you, how do you feel about it? Uh, I, I I don't feel that way at all. Um, Jared Goff is a bum. Let's just, let's just keep it. Let's keep it all the way, hunted. Um, Jer- Jared Goff is not going to get you to the promised land. You you need an upgrade. Uh, I understand how you feel about the picks and all that, but you know, to me, I mean, Matthew Stafford is a clear clear upgrade. I mean, he's thrown for already over forty thousand yards in his career. And what he's, has it gotten him? It well, gotten him shit. Well, if you can name me one other person who was an offensive weapon for him outside of Calvin Johnson, then I'll I'll put a hundred dollars in the worst take podcast.
1: Don't he time. have? Don't he have Golden tape?
2: Now, I'm talking about a real weapon, bro. Not 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 no not no journeyman who's been on six different teams in 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 an eight nine year career. I'm talking about somebody reliable. That he's had, he's never had that. He had Barry goddamn Sanders. No, he did not. Well, somebody did. had him. Shit. <laughs> Barry. Barry Sanders. They were talking about inducting Barry Sanders into the Hall of Fame before that's, Matthew Stafford that's, took a snap. Yeah, that like, can't even be over what 32
0: years old. No, like, yeah. he's
2: he's he's in his early 30s, and you know, like I said, I mean, he's a productive quarterback. I get it, he's never won. On the big stage, I get that, but he's also never had the shot. And football is a team sport. It's not like the NBA where one player can completely change your fortunes. You you have to have there's 11 guys out there on each side of the ball. You have to have a squad. And the the thing to me though that's worth noting is that this trade, it's now come out that Matthew Stafford told the Lions, oh, that's trade he- me anywhere except for New England. New England is low-key the is purgatory, yes.
1: That was very, very telling. That was definitely very, very telling. I think that the the the, the word is kind of spread that Tom Brady was the the engine that was pushing that machine. Motherfuckers know that they're, they don't have no real picks, no real talent over there offensively, so nobody wants to go there. That's actually kind of sad, you know, considering the fact that Bill Belichick is one of the greatest coaches of all time, at least statistically.
0: Right, right.
1: But I will say this about the Lions, though. The Lions are damn near the purgatory of the NFL. They have two Hall of Fame players that elected to just quit. Retire. Rather than pay. All right. right. They- so
0: stop stealing my thunder. You had your chance.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you had your chance. So I'm just going to say this. I don't give a fuck if Jared Goff was a number one pick. He's a bum today. Thank you. You're not winning anything with Jared Goff, and I think that the Rams completely understand this. Matthew Stafford, yeah, he's been a stat stuffer, but he's still putting up the numbers, and he's putting up the numbers in the number two purgatory in the NFL, second to the Cleveland Browns until this year. If you really look at the last 15, 20 years of NFL football, fucking the Lions have been dismal for fucking ever. They've been terrible. They've had, what, one playoff berth? no wins in the playoffs, they've been a horrible organization. So I understand maybe the Rams, you know, GM, coaching staff, maybe they see something in Matthew Stafford that they never saw in Jared Goff, And maybe that system, maybe that organization, maybe that environment will reinvigorate Matthew Stafford to show up in bigger games. So I think that's what their play was. However, I do think they gave up way too much. For
1: way too the much. Picks, and I think.
0: The I think picks, let me finish. Yeah. Let me finish. Habitual line stepper, though. But I see a new. I'm going to put that on <laughs> <laughs> you. Okay, every time you cut someone out and put it right here. Habitual line. <laughs> All right. So the picks, huge. I mean, huge, 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 devastating, like bad decision. So why would you want to give up so many picks when you're in the NFL and especially quarterbacks are so fucking volatile out here. They can go down to injury as easy as ever. They can have two or three bad seasons in a row as easy as ever. Um, I thought that that was a, a, a really, really bad choice. They should have thrown some extra players instead of picks.
2: Well, I well, mean, I think it's a, I, I'll, I'll bet. No, no, I just really quick, just because of what Tri just said. Hmm. I, I know that you, you, you guys both think they gave up too much. Here's where I disagree. It's circumstantial and it's based on context. The Rams believe – now, I, I don't necessarily believe this, but the Rams believe they are a quarterback away from a Super Bowl. They have one of the best defense defensive players in the history of football in Aaron Donald. They're not going to waste his prime. They have Jalen Ramsey who left – jacksonville and came to the rams and was happy because he was finally on a winning franchise and now this is the second year in a row that they've been bounced early and not met their own specific expectations they have cooper cup who is probably the most underrated receiver in football like that boy can ball and it's funny because he actually his pops played for my granddad at pacific lutheran university so cooper cup even though he plays for a division rival like even though even though he plays for a division rival, you know what I'm saying? My Seahawks, you know, he's a division rival with the Rams. I salute him, and I and I wish nothing but the best because legitimately, he's 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 awesome. But the point is, is they feel like they got to win now. They feel like they have to win now. They don't have. They're not gonna have the same opportunity in two years. Aaron Donald's gonna want out. If he, if he doesn't win in L.A., he's going to want to go because Aaron Donald is not going to retire without a Super Bowl. But right. I feel like I feel like whoever they're all, they're front
0: the 49ers off- don't get a quarterback before they before they get to the promised land, because if they do, then we're going to be a major wall between them and getting to the Super Bowl.
1: But I feel like that's the thing that, you know, maybe it's the front office of the general manager over for the Rams. It's like this is the second really high draft pick that they gave up on really early. They just gave up on Todd Gurley after they paid him all that money. So it's like These are two players that went, I mean, Goff went number one in the draft. I think Gurley went, what, three or two? Like, these are two really, really high. Like, you paid these motherfuckers a lot of money just to give up on them really quickly. So if nothing else, they need to check into that front office and make some better drafting.
0: But they ain't going to have
1: no draft picks for a long time, so they ain't going to have to worry about it.
0: Yeah, you know, for some draft picks. So um the Brooklyn Nets took a loss to the Washington Wizards, who at this moment are the worst team in the NBA. Mm-hmm. And they digging on some pretty crazy heroics from Bragley Bill in uh, Westbrook. I think they scored six points in seven seconds. Um, that resulted in kind of like a pull-up three and then a steal to an outlet to Russ to, to Russ to another three, and they ended up winning the game by one. How do you guys really feel about how this Brooklyn Nets sort of like form like Voltron group is doing thus far? Do you feel like this is going to be the continuing pathway for them? Or do you feel as if they'll get it together and eventually they'll start to gel and win? How, let's, let's start with you, EQ.
2: You know my stance on this. I I, I just don't see it. I, I feel like every team they've played as of right now, they should have beaten I mean, and with all due respect, like, look at how much rest all three of them had. Kyrie wasn't invited to the bubble. Kevin Durant was injured. You know, James Harden and them got bounced early. I mean, it's, I, everyone else is talking about how they just going to come out here and wipe the floor with people. But you take a, you give up 147 points to the Wizards. My goodness. Like, I I mean, they can't guard a parked car right now, to quote, (laughs) to quote Bradley Beal. So. I know they're gonna score 130, 140 points a game. That that's that's a given, but they're gonna give up that exact amount even to one of the worst teams in the league. Bradley Beals over here carrying the Wizards on his back, averaging 35 a night. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just to me, the Brooklyn Nets are gonna be fun to watch. They're gonna be very polarizing, they're gonna be very entertaining. But I see a second round exit for the Brooklyn Nets. I'm telling you right now. Don't hear me talk about it.
1: You know what? I'm like I know that it's not gonna work, but I think I, the the reason that it's not gonna work is probably a different reason than most people would say. This is the problem that I feel like they're gonna have. They're gonna have the same problem that the seventy two win warriors had. And what I mean by that is because they have this all-star collective over there, every night they're getting everybody's best game. Like if you can motherfuckers is really looking at like, if we could beat these niggas, that's our playoffs. Like to be giving up 130 to the fucking Cavs that are the worst offensive team in the league. That means that everybody is dumping their whole clip. So what's going to happen to them is every night is going to be a dogfight fight with them. So by the time they get to the playoffs, They're getting washed. I don't even see them coming out. I don't even see them making it to the final to the Eastern Conference Finals because they're gonna be tired as fuck, and then they're gonna get beat the fuck up when they get around a team that can play some defense.
0: So this is my synopsis, fellas. Um, Doughboy, I vehemently disagree. And you can't spell and and (laughs) spell vehemently. Don't let me start sending to <laughs> the doctor. You be sending out with all these titles. So. <laughs> um, so, so I vehemently disagree with you, and I actually am a little bit frustrated at your comparison to the to the to the Warriors
1: because they were the best
0: two and nineteen, the seventy two and nine Warriors won seventy two games. Mm-hmm. They were one of the the best defensive teams in the NBA and they went, yeah, they had 73 and they went to the NBA finals and lost in seven games. The Nets are struggling to beat the Wizards. So I don't see the comparison. The comparison is this though. Hear hear what I'm saying though. The the comparison is this. The
1: year after that, that 72 win campaign, they get 73. They began to get everybody's best game. That's a different type of schedule when everybody got your game circled. So, like, look at the fuck, the Wizards ain't been beating
0: nobody. But when they went 73 and nine, they had came off of the championship, which means that's why they were getting everybody's best game. No, they still won 73. Nobody, if 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 the wizards are putting up 140 plus on the nets, that's not respect. That's just, the, that's just them just balling out, and I'll tell you why. Okay. It gets to my synopsis. Yeah. The issue with the Brooklyn Nets is not Kevin Durant, it's not Kyrie Irving, and it's not James Harden, it's not the, the surrounding cast. Hey, it's it? the coaching staff. Oh. When you're dealing with coaches like Steve Nash and Dan oh. Tony, who do not have a defensive philosophy, who do not believe in, in defense at all, seven-second offense, outscore your opponent, and you have guys that can get down in a stance and play defense, and you're not requiring them to do so, that's where you're losing games. If the Wizards are putting up 147 points against a team with Kyrie, James Harden, and Kevin Durant, three guys that could arguably be on defensive teams if they want, like all defensive teams. Each one of these guys have the capabilities to do that. So you have to make these guys practice defense. You have to make them go through their rotations and their sets, and you have to prioritize it in practice. And then you have to demand that they actually go out there and do it during the game. And But these their, are three guys coaches, that – Hold on, let me finish. Their coaches have no history of doing this. Steve Nash was not a great defensive player, nor did his – when he played for Dan D'Antoni did they teach it. So in my opinion, that's the issue. And I think moving forward, you might see in the offseason, them fire Steve Nash and move on.
1: All right. But see, this is, this is the thing that I think that the, the inherent problem they're all going to end up having. None of these niggas were ever known for their defense. That's never been, none of them have ever been a stopper. They've None of them have ever been like, go guard the other guy's
0: best guy. Come on, Kevin Durant was the all defensive first team back in 2017
1: and 2018. No, 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 that's neither here nor there. That doesn't matter. Not neither here nor there. Maybe it is both, but I'm just saying that, let me make my point. And the point is- I'm gonna cut you
0: off (laughs) if you cut me off.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, it's what I'm saying is, these niggas, this 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 is the biggest problem they're gonna have. They don't have a dog on that team, and what I mean is, who's their tough guy? Who the fuck is gonna stop any when they get to the Lakers? And you're dealing with goddamn Anthony Davis and and Mar, what's the guy's name, Marquise Marquette,
2: Marcus Morris.
1: Yes, that who like who are they gonna put in front of them to stop anything? They're gonna get bullied. They don't have anybody that can just have any semblance of toughness on that team. Well, well, I mean, here, here's here's here's
2: here's the thing. Here's the thing. (laughs) You guys are both right and you're both wrong. That's right. Try made a point where he was right, which is that they all have the capabilities to do it. My thing is, is that we all know defense really outside of skill and know-how, which are important, but the most important thing when you play defense is effort and enthusiasm. Mm. They do not give any of that. No. Kevin, Durant, Kevin Durant is the best defender out of the three. Kyrie, Kyrie has had nights where he, he looks like he's a problem. Like, he's a liability. I, I it, The tape is there. You can go run the tape. James Harden is kind of in the middle, but there's no effort and enthusiasm on defense. In regards to your question, Doughboy, this is kind of sad because right now their tough guy is Jeff Green. <laughs> he probably says... And, and DeAndre Jordan. Yeah, but... He's not tough anymore. Nobody's scared of DeAndre at his position. Like, that, that's uh, the thing is that... Seven
0: feet, 260, 70 pounds? But no, he's not, no, he's not, no, he's not they've
2: shown no fear, he's not yeah. tough. He's that he just tough. people are people go at him. They're not worried about DeAndre getting in their way you all the way like to the rim.
0: In the league. Who, are not, they gonna, who are they gonna throw I'm at Joel and B? Argue the toughness part of, I'm not trying to argue the toughness point that you're making. My point is that a Brooklyn Nets team that can play defense is a contender because of how they can offset the toughness with their skills and how they can offset the toughness with finesse.
2: Right, but Even they can. The team,
0: but but they can't play defense, and the reason why they're not playing defense is because their coaching staff is not requiring it from
2: now. Them. And there was where you were wrong. They won't be letting go of Steve Nash. That man yeah. just signed a. That man just signed a big contract, and this is first year. It, it'll. They're gonna run it back at least one How more do year How did you even get
1: that fucking contract? Like it's a really of, good because he's brother. Steve
2: Nash, bro. Because he's one of the nicest guys on the planet. Because everybody in the NBA loves him. Because he has a relationship with a lot of GMs around the league. But what does Nash, that have to
1: do with being a head coach?
2: I- I'll tell you, he's bro, nice. He's easy. Oh boy,
0: yeah. oh boy, you got connections in the com- in the comedy world, whether you were funny or not. Thank you. you get jobs. <laughs> that's just like saying. That's just like saying, you know, I'm a comedian but then they, they hire
1: me to run uh, fucking HBO based on the fact that I'm a comedian. I don't know if
2: yeah, and if they hire me to run it, your content. Yeah, nigga, if they sign you to a five-year deal with HBO and you start performing like Steve Nash after year one, guess what? You on the hot seat in year two. That's just, just how the shit go down. I just, I just don't see what he did to say, hey, he should be our
1: coach. He was a good player. Nothing that he ever did said, oh, he will be a good coach. Oh, no, I do? agree. But I it's maybe just
0: plays into Kyrie and Katie's comment that they don't need a coach. So let's talk about the Texans' coach. <laughs> <in> the <50 laughs> years to the NFL, uh-huh. so the new Texans' coach has declared that Deshaun Watson is going nowhere and that he's going to remain a Texan. So, what I want to ask you guys is, what do you feel like the effects of that are going to be on the team? And the follow-up question to that, which I also want you to answer is, do you think that Deshaun Watson reports to training camp? Do you think he sits out the whole year or do you think he's forced to play? I think, okay, I think first of all,
1: I think that the Texans hired him. Like, look, man, we hired a nigga. He light-skinned, but he a nigga though. And I think that they thought that that was going to appease Deshaun Watson, which it obviously has not. This is the problem with the situation. You can't, you can't scare Niggas with money with the thought of taking money away from them. Like you just he got money. So I think he digs his feet in and just says, Fuck y'all. Like, why not? Like, you know what I'm saying? He knows if he keeps this displaying his unhappiness, they're going to have to do something. You can't just keep the guy and bench him. This ain't the 80s with the Raiders and Marcus Allen. Like, you're going to, if you're gonna be paying that guy that kind of money, you want him to be happy and you want him to be there. And the way that they treat him during this situation is going to have rippling effects for them being able to attract free agents in the future cuz they already look like they don't fuck with niggas they they just look like that so i i think that it could go bad they need to trade him and i don't see him showing up for for camp without i i don't i don't think that he will
2: eq <laughs> yeah he's he's absolutely holding out bro um he's 100% holding out um i don't know if he holds out the whole season I could see him easily doing it for six games. Um, I I think that because of what just happened to Dak Prescott, I feel like now, especially for black quarterbacks, they want to be taken care of. The 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 name that gets thrown around the Dallas Cowboys situation a lot is Tony Romo. If this were Tony Romo, would the Cowboys have done Tony Romo like that? No the way they did Dak. Not at all. So So now that this has happened and it's fresh and it's new and black quarterbacks demand a certain level of cachet in the NFL now where it's still not where it should be, but it's definitely on its way up. Um, I don't, I don't think he risks it, man. I, I think he knows that the team that they have right now, he can't win. I think that he knows that the wins they did get this year, he literally sacrificed every part of his physical being in order for them to win. I don't think that he shows up and I think that it's going to be a major ripple effect, not just for free agents, but I think you're going to have somebody who's considered one of the nicest guys in the NFL in JJ Watt asking to be out too. I don't think he wants to be there. And so, you know, I think that this is a serious issue. I think that the coach said this out of confidence. I think that he's just trying to exude, you know, this is my team. Now this isn't Bill O'Brien. I have control of my team and we're going to make sure Desha- Deshaun gets what he wants and he stays. But there, there's there's not a free agent market right now in the NFL where they could get the accumulative pieces to make Deshaun Watson feel like he can win in Houston. It's just not mm-hmm. going to happen. So he's not going to sacrifice his body and sacrifice, you know, the rest. Of, I know he, he's relatively early into his deal. You know, he's still got a lot of guaranteed money, but I don't – why, like you said, you can't threaten niggas with money – you know, to take money away from him and whatever. He's going to give up $250,000 a week in game checks. He's going to lose a million and a half, you know, $2 million, maybe. I mean, that don't scare Deshaun Watson. He wants to be somewhere where he can win, where he's happy, where he's a priority. And I don't blame him for feeling the way that he feels. I think I think he holds out.
0: So I think um, we just saw this play out. And I think we saw it play out in the NBA with Steven Silas and the Houston Rockets and James Harden. I think it's the exact same scenario. You have a player that's extremely disgruntled. You have a new coach coming in that's trying to reinvigorate the team and bring in some fresh energy and hope that they can repair the relationship. And I don't, as it didn't work with the Houston Rockets, I don't think it's going to work with the Texans. I think that the new coach is trying to um, affirm the fact that they have control to put Deshaun Watson in a space to where maybe they can have a conversation and they can repair the relationship but I don't think it's going to work. I do feel like you guys are partially right, but mostly wrong about him sitting out. I do think that he's going to sit out the training camp, but I do not think he's going to be sitting out games. At the end of the day, yes, Deshaun Watson's paid. Yes, Deshaun Watson has money, but a quarter of a million dollars means something to even Deshaun Watson a game. So I do think that he will play if he's forced to, because not only will he forfeit his game checks, but he's also going to be fined as well because he is under contractual agreement.
1: I'm just saying that it got to be a real crazy ass situation where a nigga would open a trade to the Jets. That says a lot about your franchise when a nigga like the Jets I'll go there. He is openly said like saying that he will be open to go to the Jets. That's
0: cat, bro. He's the not, Jets. He does, he does not work. Look, Deshaun Watson is leaving the Texans because he wants to go to an organization that's formidable where he can win so I- that so that he can further his legacy and cement his future earnings, even after football.
1: I think he. It's I like, think he's okay towing the company line for a team that ain't that good. If his heart is in it, I think that he just don't fuck with them, in general. I mean, he's
0: he, like if he goes to Miami. Miami ain't that much of an upgrade. Yeah, but his heart isn't in it because they didn't select Eric the Enemy as the head coach. His heart isn't in it because the Texans haven't been able to get to the promised land. So if you... I think it's it's because he feels like they're racist. If you send him to another organization that is a shit, like just a shitty organization, he's going to be in the same boat in a couple of years. Well, he has a no
1: trade clause, so he can only go where he says, yeah, it's okay. But he said himself, he's open to a myriad of teams. So that doesn't say if it was just about a contender, he could easily just say, I would love to play for a contender. He didn't say that the nigga said, I'm open to playing for a lot of niggas. Well, sure. But, uh, these uh, niggas.
2: but I mean, he has to say that because the team, the Houston Texans, the way that things have gone down, they're not going to trade him to hit one of his preferred destinations. They're going to get him somewhere. They're not going to trade him somewhere where he can win and he can thrive. And the Houston Texans are still are still shit. And I mean, again, I'll give you another point, Try as to why I, I know for certain Deshaun's going to hold out. This year, he's only making $10 million. If he gets injured this year, then he compromises a vast amount of the money that he could make because it's not totally guaranteed. He compromises a vast amount of the money that he could make over the next three years. And in 2020, 2022, he's compromise. making 35, 35 because because it's not fully guaranteed. They you have to play. But when you say compromise... That
0: would that would elude the listeners to believe that he's
2: not currently under contract. No, he is. I'm he saying that an he again. he signed a four year extension, but he's but in the first year he's making only ten million. And if he gets hurt in this year, which is this year coming up, when he makes ten million dollars a year, if he gets hurt, he compromises a nice amount of money over that the following three else, years, man. which he's under contract for thirty five. 35- 35 37 and 32
0: mil. I agree with the math, what I disagree with is the tactic. He's currently under contract. So this idea that he has an option to not play without stiff penalty is just not real. And then contracts are does. made to be No, well, no, no, no. See, listen, bro. No, they're they're actually they Absolutely are. They're meant to keep people to their commitments. That's what right. contracts are.
2: But the but, NFL is different. Look at it. And they can cut you whenever Ezekiel, they want. To. Ezekiel Elliott just held out for four games two years ago and got paid.
0: And, and got paid. And he was definitely the exception to the rule. Not the and Dak one. just changed everything. But I can give you a bu- Dak Prescott is a great example of a guy that- niggas
2: is not going to be willing to play knowing that they could break their whole leg and then be fucked no but the situation with Dak Prescott is different Dak Prescott was on a rookie contract making hundreds of thousands of dollars a year the
0: the same he was on a franchise (laughs) tag the year that this happened saying I'm saying I'm saying Dak Prescott being disgruntled is the same and them having contract negotiations while they're under contract is the same predicament I'm not saying the scenario through and through is the same but I'm saying if you have two quarterbacks for a franchise, they're like franchise quarterbacks that are both disgruntled and want to negotiate a contract or want to do something within their contractual obligation that's different from what their actual contract says. That situation is the same. And yeah. I feel like Deshaun Watson is going to have to show up eventually. It may not be for training camp. Well, but Eventually he will. The game eventually starts. The game starts. And he starts seeing 250 grand down the toilet. Then whatever penalties come with that. And then it starts to accumulate. Eventually, he's going to have to report. But
1: that also puts pressure on the the franchise because y'all going to be losing and he's not playing and you got to do something. And this is the thing that I think you niggas are just we are all ignoring the biggest elephant in the room here. Houston is clearly the worst city for sports. Look at James Harden. Right now now it is. James Harden (laughs) running out. James Harden wanted to get the fuck out of of the Rockets. Deshaun wants to get the fuck out of the Texas. And the Astros had to cheat to win the World Series a couple of years ago. Houston, there's something funny in the water. Houston, we have a problem. It's fucking Houston that we need to be investigating (laughs) because the sports
0: water is soiled. Well, Well, you know what? I'll disagree with you again there because no! I because like, I feel like Steven Silas is doing a phenomenal fucking job with the Houston Rockets and they're actually in the playoff picture now.
1: Nah, so, man, something, something for all me right, that's all
0: absolute fact. There's no nah. nah. Hey, all, all I'm saying, all I'm saying, bro, <laughs> all I'm saying,
2: bro, all I'm saying, bro, is when the Texans start A.J. McCarron in week one next year. Come on, I'll man. I'll say I told you so. That, <laughs> that's what they, they start, cause A.J. McCarron, that's who, if Deshaun sits, AJ McCarron is taking snaps. This I is don't the think-
0: trade. This, right, is, Bama.
2: Um, this is the let-
1: trade that should happen. I will just say this and try. You'll probably like this, and then you can move us on to our next point. Right. This is what they should do: straight up and down, Deshaun Watson for Jimmy Garoppolo and a bunch of picks. I think that would make the most sense.
0: I know EQ hates that, but I love it,
1: bro. <laughs> <laughs> let let him play with Shanahan. And you, t- you send him out of the AFC so you don't have to see him unless y'all make it to the Super Bowl. A bad idea. let just get some picks. Don't worry, you should be a GM.
0: Let's Damn, man. <laughs> All I'm right, out. so our next topic is around our NFC quarterback, Hall of Famer, one of the GOATs, Aaron Rodgers. He had, uh, I guess, a, a, um, a pack of beer that he was taking out of the back of a pickup truck. And it just kind of looked like a weird scenario, kind of the video went viral. I don't really see anything here. I think it's just Aaron Rodgers being Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. If he wants to drink some beer, it's all good. And if he had it in the back of a pickup truck, well, that's kind of what they do in Green Bay. I don't know why this is such a news story, but I do want to know what you guys think about it. Q,
2: go ahead. Uh it's fucking Wisconsin. Yeah. Of course. This this is this is the type of shit that they do. I mean, you know, I mean, at, at the end of the day, the least surprising thing that I saw on the internet that day was Aaron Rodgers in the back of a pickle truck. Like, that's just that's just shit that they do there. And then on top of that, like I could absolutely see Aaron Rodgers at home after they lost their game, shotgunning beers until he's drunk into oblivion and rolling over in bed next to Danica Patrick, which by the way, drives NASCAR. (laughs) Of course he's in the back of a pickup truck drinking beer. Look at his, look at his life. This is, this is not surprising. I I have nothing else to say.
1: I actually, I actually agree with EQ. I think there would be more of an issue if we didn't see him in the back of a pickup truck (laughs) with some fucking beer. What are you doing? Why don't you, where's your six pack in your pickup truck? (laughs) But I think that there's more just more. This, this what I read into this is that he wants to get the hell out of Green Bay. I don't know why I feel like that. I just feel like he ultimately isn't happy there and wants to leave. And it has nothing to do with him and beer and pickup trucks, but I'm just predicting that the nigga's not happy and he won't be starting for the Packers week one next year. You heard it first from Dostradamus. Mm. I have a connect. Huh? I don't, I don't really, but I just like saying that I have a connect. What's your connect? <laughs> I don't really have one. I just like to say because it <laughs> makes me feel important.
0: You're deep. You're,
1: you're DM Danica. Exactly. You know what i I know a few motherfuckers, man. I got it out there I got on a, the track. I got a Taco Bell connect, but we'll talk about that on another episode. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: Right. <laughs> right, so, so let's get to the to, to to the to the end of the show. Let's do our last segment. Okay. I want to know what trades do you think need to happen in the NBA? We'll start with you, Doughboy.
1: I think the Nets have to make a trade. I think that they should trade away Kyrie Irving because he doesn't have the no trade clause. And I think you just need to try to get as many miscellaneous pieces as you can, maybe a few draft picks, because for one thing, I think that all three of those egos don't work. And I feel like Kyrie is the odd man out. And I just think that they played much better without him. So I think that they need to ship him for some muscle pieces. Um, and lastly, I would think that um, I would love to see Lonzo go to the Warriors. Mm. I think that that should happen. I think that they, I think him with those shooters over there can <laughs> open some shit up. So you heard it from your boy GM, Doe
0: that, um, <laughs> yeah, to- though, that Lonzo needs to go. GM, though. Oh,
2: shit oh god oh god bro uh honestly um i you know as far as trade i don't i don't know exactly how i would package this i haven't spent enough time looking at like, trade engines and shit but i'll tell you what i i have a funny feeling that kevin love is going to be traded before this year is over i mm. i i honestly i would i would love to see him on the lakers I think I think that I think that a big man who can who can play who can play decent defense, who can shoot, spread the floor, I, I think, I think that would be a big help. But I will he plays say, well with
1: LeBron too.
2: And he does. And he, he very much does. He's unselfish and he's from LA. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Went, went to UCLA. You know, people love him in LA. So I, I would love to see that. I don't know the likelihood that he gets traded to the Lakers, but I do see him getting traded. I think he's the first big domino to fall. I mm. will say though, I think that something that's definitely going to happen is I think you're going to see uh, I think you're going to see JaVale McGee resign with the Lakers on a sleeper. Oh wow, JaVale McGee's McGee <laughs> is actually I, too. I do think that that's going to happen. I think that I think that somehow, some way, whether he gets cut. Or something happens for trade. I know the Lakers look good right now. They lost a couple, a couple not so good games, but they they need help at the five, and i okay. I think that that's where, I think that's where the needs going to be met. So, that's what okay. I'm thinking.
0: All right, so i I have a little bit of a different take. Um, I think that the Clippers need to move heaven and earth and go get Bradley Bill. I think they need Ooh. yesterday. Ooh, um, they are they are obviously not a contender at this point. Um, Kawhi Leonard is an obvious decline because of you know his injuries um, a lot of people don't know but in his quads he has like um, some sort of like muscle de- degeneration that's going on and I can see him slowing down he doesn't have nearly as much lift as he did even last year or two years ago um, and I don't think that that team is going to be in a great in a great space with Paul George being at, at, at the helm or in the lead um, so I really think they need to move heaven and earth and go get Bradley bill
1: that would be wow. Funny. I don't know what, what they would offer up, but that would be a lick for them if they could hit that.
0: that Everybody be- else they can pick some pieces because
1: Bill is over there balling. And that's if that if he if Bradley Bill does leave, I'll feel so bad for Russell Westbrook. He, that guy just can't catch a break. It just seems like he's the problem. And I, I don't think that he is. I feel like he's a good player, to, but shit, I don't
0: know he- if Russell Westbrook is going to have a main a major issue with Bradley Bill being gone because Russell Westbrook at the end of the day is a stats guy. I never thought Yeah, that- he's
1: Matt. he's Matthew Stafford.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <That's perfect. laughs> yeah, um I I never seen him as a championship player. I never seen as a seen him as the best player in the championship team. Um I think he's a really high usage guy and I think he can do some amazing things. He can put some, you know, some seats in the in, in the arenas. Um he can sell like jerseys, he can sell some shoes. But I just don't see him as a championship guy. So I think even with Bradley Bill being gone, you're going to see what Russell Westbrook's numbers skyrocket. And I ultimately think that's what he just wants. I don't think he really has championship aspirations like that.
1: Right, you might be right, Play. You might be right.
0: So that is worst take. I think this is episode dos, 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 yeah, dos three.
1: yeah. So
0: I want bad. to give the people. Three.
1: Don't forget the Kobe. Oh yeah, this is the third.
0: Press. You are right. All right. So. I just wanna tell the people out there what they can expect because Mm -hmm. we launched and then we took a couple days off. We did do the Kobe show, um, but we took a couple days off. So I just wanna let the people out there know, you can expect the worst take sports show to give you episodes on Monday and Friday every single week, just to start. As we continue to keep ramping up our audience and our fan base, we will continue ramping up more shows. I do wanna let people know that for now, this is going to be a YouTube and podcast platform only show until we decide to open a Patreon and that'll be long down the road. Cause we-
2: fuck everybody else, that's why.
0: Exactly. Mm-hmm. So the best thing that you guys can do is our fans and listeners and people that are just avid sports fans is like, comment, subscribe, hit the notification bell. And the number one thing I need you to do above and beyond everything that I just said Share the damn show. If you fuck with this show, share it share that with shit. your homies. Share that. that shit. And as well, I'm gonna propose this live on the show to oh. my other co-hosts. I think that what we should all do at some point is we should start doing regular um, clubhouse rooms. I'm with that. We'll discuss that and maybe we can get some fans in there. and We can pick oh, yeah. certain fans up every now and then and let them speak and then send him back to the room and you know what I'm saying I think that would be really cool for us to interact with fans so that's I'm something that's on 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 you know on the on the horizon so I'm with all that, of that, that it's worst take the sports show I am triune fellas I, I guess uh, to I well. won't say introduce yourselves but say peace <laughs> <laughs> I, I've been that
1: nigga though and I'll be that nigga next, next episode too
2: yeah it's a big fact and I'm the light-skinned <laughs> superhero known as EQ I'm out hey next, next time man. Peace. Peace.